little man. I will destroy you! You sound like a jerk! If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker! Especially you! I was saying, Bruins. Give me some sugar, baby. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Yep, Coca-Cola and some chocolate, the American dream. Hey, this is Bunch of Dorks, show something, 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 183, no, no that's no, not right, 300 328, something. that's better, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I just discredited 220 shows or some well, crap like that, that's not true, yes, this is 328 of Bunch of Dorks, my name's Mal, with me as usually, Dr. Marius, some parts unknown, and you might notice we're back from hiatus. I took a long, crazy road trip that now I'm back from, so yay for that. Hey, I thought uh, Dusty Rhodes was the American dream. Well, he was, but now he's not. The American dream is dead, baby. It sure is. Long ago. So, uh, what do you got going on, Dr. Morbius? Oh, man, I don't know. You know, we're back, and we're all refreshed, and, yep. you know, we got a lot to talk about. And <laughs> I don't know about that refreshed part. Um, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, epic road trip was the last two weeks of my life. Yes. And I got back and uh, kind of was like, oh, I'm very tired. I'm uh, too <laughs> very... <laughs> but you had fun. Yeah, it was very fast. Went so quick, and it was like... A lot of driving. A lot of driving. Ten, ten days, ten states, 3,600 miles. Whoa. Yep. Um, wow, is all I can say. Uh, hit up Tupelo, saw where Elvis Presley was born. That was a nice, uh, they have a nice museum and kind of talk about him a little bit. And, you know, it came, comes from very humble beginnings, poor, very dirt poor, you know. Didn't we all? Yeah, no kidding. Then, um, and then, uh, hit up the car show up in Kansas City. It was called, it's called Greaserama. Look it up online. It's a, it's a three day, um, like punk concert car show kind of thing. Although, I will say, uh, punk concert thing is a bit over, oversold. Mm. Um, there was bands playing, but they were kind of off in some weird little barn and not that big of a deal. Not most that big of, of a draw. Mostly a car show. It's just a car show, and, there, and there's a, uh, tons of cars. And that was one thing that was very intriguing. It's uh, and it's it, like hot rodding, hot rods, and cars in general, just like everything else, go through incredible fads and things that shape our perceptions. You know. And everything that, not everything, most everything you saw at this show was um, the like a rat, what they call rat rods or like kind of like a, just more traditional hot rods and that they aren't trailer queens or these ultra beautiful cars that are perfect and you shouldn't even look at them, you know. Uh, they're driving, they're driven, they're, they're, they're raced, stuff like that. And it made me think a lot about how like, for many, many years, all you saw were the trailer queens and don't touch my car and don't look at it and stuff like that. And as a backlash, the fad went to these. Now, I'm not a super fan of the rat rod. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like, don't... I don't like uh, like those things that are basically... Everything has to look the certain way, pieced together. But I do enjoy that things now can just be made and driven mm. and shown and... You know, these are guys that are just working on their cars. And that's kind of where it all comes from. So that's kind of cool that it's going back to that a little bit, you know. I thought you were going to come back with another car. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, there wasn't much for sale. No, it was just show. Well, there's some stuff, but it wasn't nothing I would bring home. Were there it. any kits that they were selling? Like, you mm -hmm. know, no, nothing? No, nothing like that. 
so that was cool and then um and then what uh, then boy then what then I, after that it was uh Memphis hail to the king baby went to a uh, great Graceland again it's the third time there uh, always a fun time I like it there um, wouldn't live there because it's a dangerous city but is it really oh yeah so I noticed in Kansas City too a lot of murder well, yeah. A lot of murder. I'm like, whoa. Worse than Tampa. Like, wow. there's, I, I felt more, there was like a way more like murder and that kind of stuff going on there than, than huh. even here. And Tampa ain't no walk in the park, you know. Yeah, really. But, uh, yeah, it was like, oof. So then uh, Memphis was cool. Then Chattanooga hit up Rock City, which is a nature part of the trail trip. And then um, Maggie Valley was a... Uh, wheels through time motorcycle that was Asheville right no that was Maggie Valley that's oh, Maggie Valley. next to it yeah which was fun and cool uh, met met the guy met the guy who's on the show and everything like that really crazy and uh, Asheville just hit up some uh, micro brews and a couple record stops and one thing that you had said that uh, we'll touch on after the music break is you called uh, Asheville a real hip hipster city is it it really is hipster and um it? And I didn't know what that meant, but I do now. <laughs> so we're going to take a music break, and then when we come back, we're going to discuss, discuss the hipster, the hipster of, of Asheville. Okay, we'll be right back. Oh, no, I didn't say stop. Stop recording. Stop recording. Cyborgs don't feel pain. I do. Don't do that again. Listen and understand. That Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop. Ever. Until you are dead. Vicky Valancourt, she may be the devil, Mama said that. Consequently, I'm prohibited from contact with her. But I hope to get past that one day, cause she nice to talk to.
I have negotiated my butt off, Giorgio. I've tried bribes, I've tried gifts. I even sent him some pet oxen. I mean, they love that crap in Malaysia, but he won't budge. Nice. Okay, that was... I played the the, uh, Monster Mash Records bat promo. Then I played some of the stuff from the bat, T-H-E-E-E bat. From Japan, I played Heavy Sick, I Feel Good, Jailhouse Rock, and The Fly. They are awesome. I yeah. dig them. So I ho- they only have like 45s out I think, of yeah, the album. I think right currently they only have some of the 45 stuff out. <coughs> uh, I'm going to uh, uh, keep watching, and when they do release a, a full length, I'll grab it up because I dig them. I was also on the trip. I had a, one of the CDs I had was the Red Bacteria Vacuum, and I was like, man, I dig these chicks. I got to go out and check out and see if they have any more uh, CDs or albums out because like them. Yeah. Did you find any of their stuff out there? Or no, I didn't look. I didn't look yeah, other no. than what I have. I, I have a full length, and then I have some of the Japan Night samplers that uh, Benton Labels send us. Audrey Benton sent us a couple of their uh, Japan Night sample CDs. Always love them. Really good stuff. Did you Did you find a Did you go to a big record store when you were out and about? And yeah. Um, oh, one thing I can say is uh, after hitting up a few thrift stores, I now can conclude. That nope, all thrift stores are all the same. Doesn't matter where they are, it's all the same crap. Doctor Zhivago, <laughs> that what's that guy's name? The Herb Al, not Herb Alpert, and yeah, yeah, Perry Como, Perry Como, all the same shit. Every bin is all the same crap, so you don't have to bother going. Hmm, I wonder if down south they have more southern stuff, or I wonder if in Memphis they have more blue stuff. Same crap. Every single bin is the same garbage that you find everywhere. Well, you know, you, you never know. You then you could find like that one record I'm looking for, the uh, Illinois Crusaders and the and the singing midget. That might be in a, that might be yeah. in a thrift shop bin somewhere. And you know, know, you know what else is funny that is the same everywhere. If you do find one that's like, oh look, here's Elvis or here's here's the Beatles, it's empty. It, it's just a sleeve. Just a sleeve. Yep. Uh, that, always. It's it's a guarantee. If you do find one, you're like, yes. No. No. <laughs> Settle down. It's it's I just. Think, a I think I think those 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 halcyon days of you going and finding cool records for a quarter in thrift stores. <sighs> I think they're they're gone. Dude. I didn't realize it was the golden years when it I was, was doing golden, it. It was the golden era. I was finding like ACDC and Metallica and stuff. I was finding all kinds of stuff. You, you know? were you were doing the you you were the golden era. Now it's gone. Everybody. Everything is collectible and uh, oh, you know. crap. Those damn hipsters. Those damn hipsters and they're like you know and their baggy jeans and their <laughs> and their bell bottoms. Man buns and their. Oh no, there's a lot of man buns. Oh dude, man buns and big beards. That's uh, and, and suspenders and uh, uh, the bicycle hel- uh, the bicycle mu- handlebar mustache. Handlebar mustaches. Yep. Yeah. So. You had, like I had alluded to before the music break, you had said, oh, Asheville, it's a hipster town. And I said, okay, whatever. I don't know. I didn't have any concept of what that meant. Now you do. Now I do. It's new age hippies being new age hippies. Gotcha. Or modern era hippies, not new age. New age is something else. Yeah. Uh, that's Kataro and getting high. And, and crystals you know, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. No, no. The, the modern era hippies. You know, it, I Hippie spirit gets reinvented, reinvented and resold every yeah. two or three decades, you know, and uh, and they put a big price tag on it because you have to buy the garb if you want to fit in, and uh, you know, it, I look upon it the same way as I did, you know, the first time it came at, back around after the late '80s. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I saw what the hippies became. It's all bullshit. 
They either became it was all bullshit. They, e- they either became uh, the most ruthless, heartless sure. corporate raiders, sure, or they became homeless. And yes. you know, and you want you know what happened? Yes. That, and in the nineties, when they reinvented hippies and 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 called them the new agers, they just sold them a lot of crap. And now in this age, they're just you're hang- so cynical. Yeah, that's called reality. What happens is, as you gain experience through life, your cynicism comes from, yeah, seen it before a million you mean, times. You mean your cynicism comes to life? <laughs> from looking around you. me and going, yep, same bullshit. Now, now, I will say that in the 60s, some of the hippies did become regular parents, but there was a, there was a percentage of them that did. But yeah, a lot of them became tramps and a lot of them became like the mo- raiders the most raiders. the most heartless bastards in the world and then and you're like oh, oh okay. you mean like carly fiorina yeah like okay <laughs> i get it so it was all just whatever a phase yeah so and i get it people go through different phases in life and that's totally natural but you can't be so wildly swinging that you're like oh man hippie and we should be all embrace love Eh, let's go. Let's go sell out and let's just be so corporate that you're like. Ah. Well, here's the weird thing about that town is that like yeah, there's a lot of that going around, but there's also like the property value is really high. It's gone astronomical. Well, so there's like there's a lot of people with money there. You know what I right. mean? So where you went was probably like the hipster hangout or whatever. But there is a side of that town which is very mm. um, it's very artsy fartsy, which is where right. the hipsters come in. But there's also Bucks. Well, see, there. that's that's I I kind of looked out the window and as I'm l- driving around looking and it had that vibe. I'm like, okay, just how everyone pine like waxes philosophic about the days of height height Ashbury. Hey, Ashbury, San Francisco, yeah. Which now, of course, is you can't live there because it would cost you eighty eight yeah, bajillion dollars. Yeah, San Francisco, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, right. that, that Berkeley, yeah. That's that, this now. That's Asheville. Asheville is right now. So if you own property there, <laughs> sell. Yeah, that's what my you, friend. You, did, you're yeah. gonna make a million dollars and then just go live in a regular. Go live town. outside of town, yeah. twenty minutes away, <laughs> and then nice place to visit. But I wouldn't want to live there. You know that's I mean? kind of what it was, you know. Now, thirty years ago, when I first went to Asheville, maybe it was longer, but I think it was thirty years ago, when when the Kirby guy moved down, it was longer actually. But it was kind of like a rundown little old like southern a shit town. kicker town, right? Kinda, yeah, you know. And then all of a sudden, the hipsters like took over, and then it's kind of it makes it. You know, it gives it like the micro brews, and it gives it like this, you know, a vibe to it or whatever. But it's got the, it's also got the, you know, the the you know that vibe to it. That's yeah. not the best. The know? little shit kicker town where everyone stops and watches you drive through. That happened on a couple occasions. They stopped and watched you. Well, no, not like stop their car, but like where the person pushing a, a cart or the kid stops and like physically turns their head and their body as your car goes through their town. Uh, to kind of say you're not from around here. Really, they gave yeah. you that crap, huh? Uh, not Asheville, of course. Oh, I thought I mean, it was no, Asheville. no, no. I meant other places. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, Like yeah, where yeah. We, you'd pull off and get gas, or uh, at one oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, get me the hell out of here. Yeah. What are you doing in these parts here, boy? Yeah. You got you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? That that let's wonderful go little, let's go in the woods. That little small town, uh, how quaint. <laughs> you can stick it up your ass, cause you know that's what you get. You sit in the diner and you're looking at these weird people watching you eat, and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna get this to go, cause uh, I don't want to. I don't, I don't have my gun with me, and you people look a little bit weird. And, uh, you know. Yeah, well. So, uh, it's just the way life goes. It's America. Love it or leave it, baby. No, I moved to a city where no <laughs> one gives a shit who you are or what you're doing. Uh, that'll, that'll, that's that's eventually going into the country, but yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, well, well, you come from the country, so you should I do, go. and I would never go back. You're never going back. So, no. 
Uh, we're going to hit, hit a music break, and then uh, we'll go through some of the... Uh, I did find some vinyl. Yeah, you sure did. I plopped down some money for the vinyl. There, there yeah. was no quarter fines in no there, but... No uh, quarter fines for you. No quarter fine for you. Yeah, but good stuff. So, all right, we're going to hit some music, and we'll be right back. Come in the morning.
the beehind is driving me local. I'm like a night wolf. And we're back. That was Local Heroes, the Switchblade Villains. Wow, wait, that's an oxymoron. No, it yes. isn't. No, it Switchblade isn't. Villains are our heroes. I don't know. That could be the name of the next album. Remember there was a band called Switchblade Sister huh. years ago. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, these guys are better. This is Switchblade Villain from St. Pete. I played Buried Alive, Curse of the Werewolf, Go Go UFO, and FTB for you and me. For? FTB, easy as ABC, one, two, what is three. It? What is it? What FTB Jackson, a, five. What is, what is FTB an acronym for? I don't know. It's probably nothing, not good. I fuck the beach. Yeah. Like, something I hate like beaches. That. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Or, 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 yeah. Fight the, fight, fight the blob. Fight the blob. Yeah, that's it. That's what that one guy did, uh, Peter Graves, and he didn't, he won. Steve McQueen. Was it Steve? McQueen? Oh, was Steve McQueen? Why did I think it was? Who was Peter Graves? Was uh? He was the giant. He was the the beginning of the end. Yeah, the beginning of the end. That's what I was thinking of. Ugh, those are two different movies. Yeah, two different movies, but same outcome. Yep. Anyway. Crazy. What'd you get? What records did you oh, get? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I started off with one of mine. I uh, Link Ray, which I uh, it's called the White Lightning Lost Cadence Sessions. From '58, yes. I'm a big Link Ray fan. Um, falls into that like to me, he's almost he's not surf music, but uh, I mean like just the, kinda, the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, like Rumble. That was one of the first songs I learned to play when Some I. Some people say that that's kind of like the the grunge sound from the '50s. It's cool, you know? I dig it, man. Yeah. You know, so Link Ray, yeah, and then this one was the one that I freaked out about. Oh, there you go. Uh, it's John Carpenter's Lost Themes. Now, if you're a John Carpenter fan, as I am, you know, you know, uh, Escape from New York and El- and um, uh, Halloween and some of his other greats. He always composes that like '80s synthy poppy kind of music. Well, John Carpenter's Lost Themes is this uh, album. It comes with a digital download and everything like that. So I was really excited to find that. So, Lost Themes. I'll. Uh is that that's so that's new also? Yeah, it's, it's, it's that one's new. It even came with a digital download code. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna download it. I I mean I don't know if this guy would probably would let us play it or not because we do the Slow Robot a Go Go podcast. With John Carpenter. And we're all about B movies and we, you know a lot of love. There's probably no way I can get a hold of him, but I'm gonna try. He's gonna have a website. Well, no, I know, but still, he's gonna be like, oh, well, I released that through my million through my agent. pub- uh, agents, publishing company, and and royalties and blah blah blah. But yeah. but you never know. Talk so to my agents. I'm gonna whiplash. I'm gonna try, and uh, we'll see. And then I picked up a uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, their 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 Blood Sugar Sex Magic um, uh, vinyl record. I've heard it before, of course, but. I never own. I don't own it on CD or anything like that. So I was like, eh, grab it. It's one of their. It's one of their best albums. I really love it. So why not? Then uh, Route 66 themes and other great TV themes. So it's, this one's just one of those wacky albums. That's that a has new a, one too, or is that an old one? No, that's an old one. This okay. is this is a two dollar bin. Oh, because it's, it's a Scott. Route 66, the Alvin Show theme, Andy Griffith theme. Uh, just a lot of those old old. Uh, crazy uh, song or crazy TV themes and then let's see for uh, for 49 cents they got Lily Tomlin this is this is a recording um, I don't know I, I like that old stuff I like the old uh, Lily Tomlin and like uh, 
who's that one I always say I love? The Devil, uh, the Devil Made Me Buy That Dress. Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of that old uh, uh, comedian stuff. Then, uh, all this and World War Two. I have that record. We were just at. Uh, I just was at a a record store locally, where this guy had a price tag of. Forty nine ninety nine on <laughs> on all this and World War Two, and I said that's weird. I never heard of that. And I'm looking and looking. And I was like, no, thanks, but thanks. You know, I don't I don't usually spend a lot of money like that on a record, at least without doing research. You know, and boy, am I glad because this was in a two dollar bin. Wow, good deal. Yeah. So uh, all this in World War Two. You see all the people that are on, are on this record? No, no, uh-uh. Oh, uh, let's let's talk about it. Uh, Elton John, the Bee Gees, O'Brien uh, Ferry. Keith Moon, Rod Stewart, David Essex, Jeff Lynn, your favorite from Me Hello. More Bee Gees, The Four Seasons, Helen Reddy. Don't bring me down. Uh, <laughs> status Quo, uh, Peter Gabriel, Frankie Valley, and others. Mm. So a lot of good people on this record. And they're more. All co- they're yeah. all covering Beatles songs. And then I did a total blind buy with uh, uh, Whitey on the Moon. I don't even know. Is it a comedy record? No, no. This is like a punk album, I think. Oh, it's a punk album. Okay. Yeah. Yep, I think so. Um, we'll see. Again, total blind buy on that one. I Usually what I do when I go to a uh, to a record shop is I, 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 I grab up anything of interest and have like a stack. Then I kind of go through the stack and which are ones that I can't leave here without uh, you know John Carpenter not leaving without it uh, and then there's ones that would be nice to have and then there's ones that are like eh, maybe maybe not you know and this one was tough I had a ton of those maybe maybe not pile but you know when you're getting like 80 bucks you know sure. you can't you, I, I don't want to go into triple digits buying records you know which <laughs> I have digits. on numerous occasions you know and I'm like just you gotta be a little bit selective you know so so you're basically yeah. saying that the, the era of the finding cheap records at a thrift store are, are over with. I think. I yeah. think. I think they are. They're not over, but it's a tough. It's tough. You know, you're you're way better off actually going to garage sales. Yeah. And if you right. find a box and you find a box that has a lot of good stuff, yeah. Just say, look, I'll give you eight bucks for this whole box. They're gonna take it. They yeah. don't care. At that point, they're not collectors. They're get this out of my houseers, you know. Yeah, that's probably and where I, you find. That's it. where I found a lot of good stuff. That's where I got a lot of metal. That's where I got a lot of things here, and you know, just and and I'm not. I don't. The other thing is, I'm not doing this as a profiteer. I listen to it, so yeah. That's one thing I do hate is the people that go from place to place to place buying up everything, put it and on then, eBay afterwards, and eBaying it, and you're like, just I get it. You know, I mean, I guess if I was strapped for cash, I would be then becoming a profiteer. But that's at that point, you know, that's survival mode, just selling off stuff that you really can get away without, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, so whatever, it was, it was fun. Um, hit up a couple places, just to you know, see different record stores. It's it's always interesting, you know. The the funniest one, which I was excited about going to, is in Tupelo. There's a record shop there. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. This is, you know, Elvis's birthplace. It might have some really cool stuff. might be a lot. Boy, I immediately became not very excited as soon as I went into the first bin. Guy had, of course, thousands of records, bins and bins and bins. This stuff was priced like it was made of gold Mm. and brushed with the tears of baby Jesus. Because it was like, (laughs) you know, you're looking at some freaking common record like, like I said, Kiss Destroyer. Look, 
those are everywhere. It was like 1899 for this beat up used thing, and it like I saw like two and three hundred dollar records there. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Like that that that, that this guy every record went to a book, went to the very highest thing, and then added two bucks. It was it was like, what are you nuts? You know. You could probably find cheaper records on eBay. My friend's doing it now. He's finding cheap stuff on eBay. I could I could find cheaper records by buying a studio and cutting it, recutting it on my own vinyl. Pretty much. And then redoing the thing, and it would still be cheaper than what that guy was charging. I wish there's somebody. Maybe maybe we could do it. It was ingenious enough, ingenious enough to bring back the technology where you can actually cut a vinyl in your own house no, with a you little can. recorder. You can. You can do it now. There's yeah. a there's a vinyl recorder. I now. think it's like between eight to ten grand. That much? Yeah, that's what I mean. You should be able to get them for like twenty five, fifty bucks. Well, or that, something. well, that's the thing. That one that one weird record. I I still haven't even listened to it yet. It's still on my pile of to listen to. Uh-huh. I I was at some record shop. This is in Tampa, and it and it was like number. It was sixteen of thirty three, and I uh. and and it's just this plain white label, plain everything. And I said. This can't be 33 cuts of this record. He's like, yeah, there's only 33 of them. He said, modern day, they can just make one record. Oh, you know? And okay. I said, okay, that's different. That's rare. It, well, that and that's why I bought it, because I'm like, okay, uh, if this guy goes and shoots the vice president or does or, something weird or, 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 marries or makes famous. it big, yeah, right. I have one of 33, and all of a sudden, I'm made of gold now, you know? It will never happen, and it might be just a good record, which is fine, yeah, too. There you go. But, uh, you know, hey, a novel idea, just listening to it, be enjoying it, you know. No, but I mean, I looked at an old comic book, and it had actually had a machine. This is from the 60s or the late 50s mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. for like 20 bucks or 25 bucks, and it was like a microphone with a little machine. You sing into the microphone, you, you put the blank uh, vinyl on there, and the needle will record it onto the... Boom. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Why wouldn't any... That technology can't be that difficult. Why can't anybody recreate in, it In now? this modern day and age, why, how how hard could it possibly be? How could be? it possibly be? We have 3D printers that you can make guns and cars and you crap. You can make people out yeah. of it. <laughs> Monsters. Everything. Yeah. You can make everything. But we can't... I think there is. We'll have to... Yeah, I think there is. We, we should we look into it. it. We should look into we it. We should press... BOD records. Oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> just track, just do, like, beside one and side two, it'd just be like, lost episodes two and three. Yeah. You're like, wait. Oh, that would be what? so great. If we could do record the <laughs> record it and then, like, make a copy of it and play, like, the vinyl with the scratches It'd on be like it. one dude that has, like, a recon... Oh, yeah. I, I have the entire, like, library of BOD. I'd be like, you're a chump. <laughs> oh, well. Here's some more music. We'll be right back. Boring. I can't believe we're paying to see something we get on TV for free. If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker. Especially you!
Is anger's ugly cousin. From now on, unacceptable. All right. Well, since I was talking about how much I loved them, I played them. Uh, that was Red Bacteria Vacuum. Uh, I played, I don't know, because it's in Japanese. I don't know it's in Japanese. I don't know it's in Japanese. And the truth. So, there you go. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I am getting a visitor from Japan next week, so maybe I'll ask her to do some of these, uh, some translations. So you can actually name these songs. And I can name them, and that'd be cool, huh? Yeah. Either, either that or people out there can guess. Yes. By the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Maybe. Yeah, so. We're all over the world. Who knows? knows? Yeah, the shadow knows. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, so wait. how long were you in each town? Well, one day. Just a one day. Not at, Well, not every town. Like, Tupelo was one day. And then uh, Kansas City was three days. That's the car show. Yeah, that was we, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So four days, basically. Um, also went to see where Walt Disney was bo- uh, grew up. Oh, where would he grow up? 
Uh, it's just some little town. I can't remember the name of it. It's that. It's like it was a long drive, like a two-hour drive. Uh, in it was Kansas City. It was like outside of Kansas City, you know. And um, neat. It was neat. Uh, it was really cool. He I, he really loved it there. He he did a lot for this little town, where he 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 set stuff up and made sure that the the the, the school was you know funded and stuff like that. He did a lot for it. Cause I guess he he really did love that like wh- like the most of all the places he was at you know oh, okay and uh, so that was cool learning about him and then driving back again this is two like four lane highways two you know two on each side and this is you're driving there's just nothing but cornfield for like, how many like hours two or three like it was weird uh, and and we actually stopped at a craft brewery We're driving along this road see a thing that says the the what's it called Ninja Moose the Ninja Moose craft brew micro brew uh, that's weird it's just like it looked like it was hand drawn and <laughs> pull off and this is one of those small towns I was talking about where there's like 300 people in this town or 400 people you're not from these parts uh, yeah, are you kinda but it was a really good micro brew set up in this in the it, there was actually a telephone building like you know those switch operators. It was that that town's original telephone building, so it was boarded up for like sixty years. So this these guys bought it and made it into a craft brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was neat because they kept beer. as much as they could. Yeah, it was good. You know, Ke- they kept as much as they could to repurpose it. So it was had that very old lived-in feel, even though it was yeah, a new place. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I got the hell out of there as soon as I could, but it was cool. Did you bring any beers with you? No, no. Just drank them there and yep, split. drank them there. Uh, the, that was that was that was the one thing I was at that at Walt Disney's uh, small town where he grew up. That was kind of the part where I was talking about the the uh, the diner. There was a diner scene that I could write into a movie. There, sitting there eating, and uh, small town, small 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 town, you know. And there's certain oddities here and there people coming and going that are odd have things going on you mean like two heads or something afflictions and uh, so then a table of hard working farmer guys come in and it looks like it spans about three generations if, if, if they weren't related their age does but these are all very rural guys uh-huh. one of the older guys is missing missing both of his arms but he has those old yellowed hook you know the metal hook things yeah so he got that going on wonder how that happened I don't know and, and there was a guy and then there was an older older guy who looked had the suspenders rocking and and, and he was the one that kind of like they all saw me you know, and I wasn't sticking out by any means, but I wasn't from around there, you know, and it was just one of those things where, and then there was one or two young bucks who were going to look like those guys in about 10 or 15 years, but they're still kind of young, you know, it was just, it made me uncomfortable, you know, because at that point you're outnumbered and outweirded and you're like, okay, they're just there. That's old America, man. Yeah, I know, but it was, it was some oddities going on. I was like... Yeah, I've seen I've, I've seen some oddities around here too. Oh yeah, I, no. I know what you I know what you mean. And I'm not putting mean. down. It was because I felt out of place. 
Yeah. If that was where I ate every Thursday, I'd be like, "Oh, it's the jerk gang," and I'd laugh at it, and make, and we'd know each other, yeah. and it would be nothing. But it's that, the Hatfield. Yeah, but yeah, there's that McCoy, <laughs> and yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, how's the farming? How's the oats this week? Oh, that's doing yeah. really good. Yeah. So oh, it was whatever. just um, a little unsettling, and uh, again, if you're from there, it's nothing. It's just who cares? You've you know? just become a city boy. I didn't think it would. I, I, I didn't think it would be, but it is. You've yeah. become a city boy. Yeah. yeah. You used to be a little country kid. <laughs> now you're a city boy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever. I don't mind it. No. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> I don't mind it, you know. Yeah, I got Because even sometimes I'm like, maybe I could just be like a suburbs boy, but even that's the same crap. Then you have people measuring the length of your yard, of the grass in your yard, and you really shouldn't have that, you know. That color car, you like you have people caring about your stuff, and I don't need any of that. I don't want anyone to know anything about me. Yeah, we're gonna be burning some crosses, yeah. you know, on Saturday. You want to come over? <laughs> no, it's got a football game to watch. Yeah, okay. The only thing I want my neighbors to know of me is that's not the house to knock the door on unless I really need help. Like <laughs> I want the kids to not go through my yard and not like rob me. And I want the, the the neighbors to just go. He's a nice guy. Don't really want to know a whole lot about him because you know he's a nice guy. But he's very quiet. <laughs> watch it. Better watch it. Los Federales will be yeah, knocking right. on the door. Yeah, right. And they yeah. don't knock. They just kind of kick now. No, they kick in. Yeah. Police yeah. states. They're yeah. hilarious. Yes. You know. No, no. I meant freedom states. <laughs> yeah. The freedom fries. Yeah. Same, same bullshit. Yeah. One has ketchup, one has reality. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, that's it. That's it. You, I, I dominate all the talk, and I hope you're, you know, next week, you know, well, we'll, you know. we'll get more of a 50 50 play. Hey, I get paid the same either way, right? Yeah, jack shit. <laughs> that's right. I got jack and I got shit. <laughs> Whatever that line uh, is. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. My name's Mal with me as always, Dr. Morbius. And we're sticking a fork in this one because we're done. Ouch. Get that fork out of there.